2: The opinions expressed on this webmaster radio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. mobilizing your marketing efforts welcome to mobile presence Presence. discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing our hosts will take you inside the latest trends in mobile technology and help you make the most out of the mobile web learn about the latest strategies and trends in the world of mobile web development search email marketing text message marketing and more leverage your mobile presence today now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Here are your hosts, Cindy Crumb and Eric Chan.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crumb, and you are listening to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. I'm excited about the show today because we have Eric Chan joining us, and he's actually joining in a a more permanent way than he's uh, been with us before. He's been on the show a couple times, and we decided we liked him enough that we're going to make him a co-host. So say hi, Eric.
3: Hi, Cindy, and thanks very much to everybody at uh, Mobile Presence and Webmaster Radio.
0: Yay! So so everyone, if, if people are loyal listeners, they've, they've heard of you before, but just give a, a very quick recap of like what you do and stuff like that.
3: Sure. So uh, I have my own blog called Mobile Slate. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Mobile Slate. Uh, I consult companies who are interested in getting into mobile and increasingly uh, social media.
0: Ooh, Well, social and mobile are so tightly linked. I mean, the, the social sites are the most frequently visited on the, uh, on the phones, right? That's what I'm seeing in all my, uh, all my research.
3: Yeah, more and more people I think are coming to the conclusion that um, mobile and social are tightly linked and um all these apps and all this lines of communication to stay in touch with friends, um even if they're far away or down the street, uh, is definitely a, a huge trend that is uh taking off. Uh yeah, one, well, one thing that it, one one thing as an event uh, you know, chirp is happening Uh, today and tomorrow in san francisco which is the twitter developer conference and uh and there's there's a lot of interesting statistics that have been uh cropping up as a result of the conference
0: are you tweeting those should i be watching closer to your tweets
3: um unfortunately i'm not attending the event um it's probably being you streamed or podcasted or streamed somehow but uh there's been some really interesting, interesting stats that uh, Biz Stone, who is um, you know the the CEO there, have been uh, telling everybody about the uh, the platform. So,
0: okay, awesome.
3: So if, if you want some statistics, uh, so let's see, he quoted in his keynote that there are over 105 million Twitter users, 300,000 signups per day. 180 million uniques per month and 75% of the traffic is outside of twitter.com. So that would be either through text messaging or Twitter clients. So um, definitely numbers to, uh, to be impressed by.
0: Yeah, big deal. Okay, so let me give the listeners a little framework of what we're going to talk about today. We don't have a guest today. It's just me and Eric, but uh, the things that I thought we would talk about is we'll continue with this social thing because I think it's fascinating, uh, especially with everything that's been going on uh, recently with the Twitter ads and stuff like that. But then I'd also like to, of course, address the iPad question, how important is it, stuff like that. Does that sound like a good uh, lineup, Eric?
3: Yeah, um, I'm all about talking about the iPad this week, so that's great. (laughs)
0: All right, well, let's let's go back to social really quick um, and and, uh, talk a bit more about that. So I think, from from what I'm seeing, uh, the Facebook Connect is having a huge impact, um, and and all the other social networks are putting out APIs as well that allow, especially apps – to integrate, but also websites to integrate social stuff, um, both online. But then again, with the apps on the phone, do you think? I mean, do you have a? Have you seen a statistic or anything like that about how many of the apps now integrate uh, Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that?
3: Um, I don't know if there's. I don't know if I've seen exact numbers, but I, I have noticed that um, all the apps that I download or play with, or or websites that I go to and sign up. I've been noticing um, either the you know use Twitter to sign in or Facebook, um, yeah. and what's what's really interesting is that it's competing a little bit with this whole Open ID uh, open source movement, which is you know a, a single sign on or a single login registration. Um,
0: Who do you think is going to win? Has,
3: you know, I think it's going to be somewhere between Twitter, Facebook, instead of the Open ID side. Um, although, yeah. having said that, probably. Uh, the Open ID side may win if it's in the workplace, just because I mean, in the workplace, it may be hard to justify using those credentials to log into enterprise applications.
0: Sure, sure. Well, now I don't. I haven't messed with Facebook settings in a while. Is there a way for me to send uh, my Facebook updates directly to Twitter? Because I know I send all my tweets to Facebook. Which to me, the integration where I can start with Twitter and send it to Facebook is important because. To me, that would say that Twitter is going to be the winner um, if there's only one-way communication from Twitter to Facebook, but not from Facebook to Twitter. But on the other hand, there are more people on Facebook, um, right. and and uh, so, more people downloading. So it to I their know phones.
3: that there's. I, I think it's just another app that you install that probably exports your uh, Facebook status to Twitter, and then obviously yeah. with the. Uh, Twitter clients like a TweetDeck or a HootSuite, you can actually publish your tweets sure. uh, directly to Facebook and Twitter and, and all these other sites. So,
0: sure, sure. Now, I yeah. think it's interesting. Um, I, I I wrote about uh, the idea that the the things that are really going to take off on mobile. I kind of took it old school and went for Maslow's hierarchy. Do you know Maslow?
3: I do. I'm a fan. <laughs>
0: I'm a fan too, so so I went after Maslow, and I was like, look, if you want to know what's going to take off next in mobile, look at Maslow's hierarchy. Anything that allows people to feel safer or more connected to their loved ones, like more loved, that's what's going to take off. And I think that's, that's key in this idea that the social networks are taking off um, so much is not only the the personal nature of the phone makes it ideal for the and, and the portable obviously makes it ideal for social networking um but also just people uh, in this digital age where sometimes we work with people that we never see and things like that um and and we're always moving and, and moving around the connect the easy connection um to To your loved ones, really kind of wins the day, in my mm-hmm. mind.
3: I think the other uh, interesting evolution related to Maslow is that, um, you know, the, the basic needs used to be that um, I, I have a phone. I'm, you know, part of the in crowd, or I'm part of just the norm, which is just having a cell phone.
0: Sure. And then
3: that led to if I have a cell phone, I can use it in all these situations, so I get some security and safety. But then now yeah. that's kind of been, like, pushed down to, okay, if everybody has a cell phone, that's fundamental. And then the next wave of feeling safe and secure is the social networking ability, the apps, right. Uh, right. You know, all of these things. So we, we continue to evolve that same pyramid where more and more stuff just becomes very fundamental to how we use yeah. our mobile phone.
0: Like, I remember when I was a kid, my parents didn't want me to have a cell phone. And I said, well, what if I get in a car accident? And that won. I win. Like, they got me a cell phone. <laughs>
3: Right,
0: you know, right. And so that's the safety function is being able to be connected. And then you look at things like um, the guy, where was that, where he was in jail um, and he tweeted, you know, in jail, please help or something like that. Um, and a bunch of his friends like knew immediately uh, to how to help this guy. And they got him out of jail. It, it wasn't like he was a drunk, like he was in jail somewhere scary or
3: <laughs> hopefully not a you know? Turkish prison.
0: It was something along those lines um, where he kind of had minimal rights and stuff like that. But anyway, but like now, as long as uh, for me, like not that I do anything where I would be in jail, but I would want a tweet more than a phone call Sure. to to go get help. So
3: So. I found it really interesting um, that I had dinner with uh, some very interesting characters uh, last night. And one of the guys is a wine fanatic. And he said that he's gotten to the point where he has his Twitter account for the sole purpose of learning more about wine. So he, he doesn't look at blogs. He doesn't look at websites anymore. He just follows a bunch of people who he feels are knowledgeable about wine. He uses his account to ask those people questions about you know, what he should choose or what should be good or what are some food pairing kind of things. But that's all he does with Twitter. I mean, he uses that exclusively for his passion, his hobby, um, yeah. but also as a great source of news. And yeah. um, you know, in some ways, it's I think it's great because he has a channel. In, in other ways, I think it's just that's what it's been boiled down to: is how much can you pack into a link or pack into. 140 characters, and then hopefully if you click on that link, it unpacks it to a picture or a review or something else, uh, you know, maybe commerce, uh, so that, uh, you know, people can be more informed and do something actionable.
0: Yeah, well, sure. I use Twitter. I don't know if – probably not everyone appreciates this, but I use Twitter when I see an interesting tweet go by and I don't have time to read it. I'll still retweet it um, because I keep an archive of everything I've ever tweeted um, that's a searchable archive. So I'll retweet it just so I can include it in my archive of things that I think are cool and then search mm-hmm. my archive later to find it. You know? so that's, I mean, I'm creating almost my own little mini search engine by doing that. Like, these are things that I think sound cool, and I can search this instead of searching Google.
3: So, so you know, a little bit related to some of the stuff that you've, you've been working on, Cindy, with the uh, mobile marketing. You know, when when companies take on the, the fact that they want this thing called a Twitter account, I think what they need to realize is that they're building, just like you said, their own sort of mini knowledge base, um, both as a customer support tool, but also as, um, you know, other customers can use that as a way to interact with the company. So the example um, from my conversation last night was, let's say you have um, a product and you hated it, and you complained over Twitter to the corporate uh, company's product, you know Twitter account, right? Let's say it was, I don't know, some kind of um, some kind of I don't know calculator you bought for some boring reason. Uh, you know, y- you can complain. And as long as the um, as long as the person got a response from that company, um, they may not ever come back again, but it's all the other people that come after them who see that that company is being responsive and actually using it as a knowledge base for uh, product development, improvement, this and that. Uh, but I think that's, that's a really effective way uh, to use kind of these new mediums for marketing and, and just being uh, a good corporate citizen.
0: Absolutely. That's a really good point, is that maybe some of these bigger brands should be pulling their tweets into a searchable database on their site, almost like an FAQ. Um, That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. Wow. Well, But then getting back to mobile, the other thing that I've been saying forever is that if you have a Twitter strategy, you need to have a mobile strategy. Like if you're sending out links over Twitter and people are clicking on them from their phone and they're not working, that's a problem.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think a couple months ago when I when I was meeting with you in person at a conference, uh I think we were talking about how um you know, creating a mobile site off of your own web presence uh is is can be really simple but I think a lot of people try to make it overly difficult. And so you're right, yeah. if you're going to have a Twitter account, um you should also have a mobile strategy that tightly couples with your your web presence.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think we're going to go for a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking about the iPad slash maybe iFad. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get everyone's opinions when we get back. <laughs> so you're listening to uh, Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm with Cindy Crum and Eric Chan. We'll be right back.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
3: Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage admedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions learn everything ad media can do for you today sign up at admedia.com
2: admedia, strong ROI made simple staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need that's what the jar group is all about the jar group offers a full service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom tailored for affiliate search and social media The Jar Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how The Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. (sighs) What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from seofox.com. Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOFOX.com. That's SEOFOX.com. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register now at (laughs) AFFCON2010.com. mobilizing your marketing efforts welcome back to mobile presence on webmasterradio.fm here are your hosts
3: all right and we're back on mobile presence on webmasterradio.fm i'm eric chan from mobile slate and i'm here with cindy crumb from rank mobile and before the break we were just talking about twitter uh, some strategies related to that and having a mobile presence and uh, now we're going to talk about that thing that happened a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago called the iPad. So, Cindy, uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Have you you heard kind of you heard a, a sneak preview of my thoughts. I haven't played with one yet, so I'm not I'm not fully qualified to comment. But I do think uh, it might just be kind of a a fizzle like the uh, like the Apple TV kind of was. I don't know. It just seems big and heavy and very breakable and expensive. And to me, it's it's just for apps. And uh, the apps, from what I've read, all the apps are going to have to be redone to fit the. The iPad and not all the apps are great for an iPad. Like you think about shaking a big old iPad to search on Urban Spoon. Like yeah, there's a button, but the shaking parts. Funny. You know.
3: I think my 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 biggest problem um, is that it's expensive. You know, if you're trying to get people to have this new form factor, I mean, at the high end, you know, you're you're going to spend like a thousand dollars on this thing. I mean, I would rather just. Buy a whole new laptop at that point, and and you could even just buy a MacBook. You wouldn't even have to buy a, yeah. you know, a, a PC. Uh, that's been my biggest uh, thing. I mean, the other and day, the
0: keyboard. if you bought a laptop, you would have a keyboard. Woo! Yeah. Special. Yeah,
3: I've played with the keyboard just on the iPad, and it, it's it's just like using an iPhone. Sometimes it's responsive. There's a little bit of a odd oddness that you have to get used to because it's. On the screen versus kind of at an angle that everybody's used to, um, but yeah, I mean, the other day, you know, I went I went to the store, checked it out, played with it, and then you know, I asked them, okay, so what do you have in stock? And they said, oh, we only have the 64 gig uh, devices left. The 32s are out, and obviously the 16s are out because that's the cheapest one. And I just asked myself, I said, okay, if I really, really want it, I'm going to spend like 800 bucks. <laughs>
0: Right. And are the are the like i fart apps that you get on it like that great? Are they worth that to have i fart on a big iPhone?
3: Yeah, I I don't know. But now, on the positive side, I think one thing that would be really cool, and I hope it's going to be launched soon by somebody, is you know this would be an awesome way to play board games because you wouldn't have yeah. to set it up, you wouldn't have to do cleanup, you you know. If you if you knocked over the pieces, uh, you know it wouldn't it, it wouldn't affect anything. You know, so if I is going to play like checkers with your chess, Cindy, I mean that is like a really cool way to use this device.
0: It's it maybe overkill because
3: definitely-
0: the price. Yeah, overkill for the price. Probably, at least now. Maybe maybe if I were a mom and I had four kids that were loud in the back of the car during road trips, then I'd get them, like, a checker, you know, get it, for and get all the checkers and Scrabble and stuff like that. That's actually a really good idea. And then it's yeah. being promoted as an e-reader, but the screen is shiny, which that was one of the big things about the Kindle. The Kindle is not shiny, you know?
3: Yeah, and, and yeah. the Kindle uses a lot less power when you read, so... Yeah. Uh, when you have the Wi-Fi on the iPad, I mean, it can't last that long.
0: And you still have to plug it into your computer to do iTunes, I think, or, to, uh, or yeah, to link up with uh, all your iTunes stuff on your computer. It can't even, they can't, like, hook it through Wi-Fi. That's what I've heard anyway. Yeah
3: the, yeah, the initial, when you buy the device, you turn it on, the first thing it will ask you to do is plug it into a computer. I mean, that's just weird. It's supposed to be this computing device that's independent but you still have to plug it into, you know, your Mac or your PC or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it's just kind of an interesting it's an interesting thing. I think it may have some potential for some things. Like you said for, for board games, that's good. And maybe for gaming in general, that's good. Um, but but I'm not sure that the apps or that browsing is going to be enough. But on the on, I'll I'll give positives too. <laughs> uh, on the positive side, it, it indicates what I've been saying for a long time, which is the need for device-independent design and mobility. You have to build stuff that's going to work everywhere instead of building. And, and it kind of throws a wrench in that, but it also kind of like forces us to acknowledge that, look, we need to build stuff that's going to work on the iPhone and the iPad and build it once and not have to build it again you know, not build it for every single device that we want to use it on. And so my hope is that someday, and I think we will, we'll get to some kind of standardization with these apps where if you, you don't have to build an app for every single OS out there. Mm-hmm.
3: The, the, I think the other implication that a lot of people need to start realizing is the more dependent we become on these mobile wireless devices, the actual bigger problem is um, access and the cloud so we're mm-hmm. you know we're accessing all of this content not on the device anymore we're streaming it or it's through a browser and the connection points from the device to the network and then the network to where the content is is going to be increasingly more critical i mean we're not talking about you know i c- i can't play checkers with you because the network is down you know i, I it's like I can't access my banking information or I can't buy my airline ticket or, you know, I can't check into a place because the, the connection is down to the server. And, and when so we become more and more critical uh, and more reliant on all these things to do much more important things. Um, that, I think, is, is where everybody should be paying attention to as well, not just on a cool-looking device.
0: Right, and so so the, the natural progression is we move everything from local storage to cloud storage because that can make the devices slimmer, cheaper, um, and so forth. But if we don't have the right network to support that, it's going to break apart. It's going to fall apart.
3: Mm-hmm. And then that goes back to some of the other stuff that I think we'll, we'll cover in, in probably successive uh, broadcasts is, you know, where, where does advertising play as a way to subsidize? Where does, you know, subscription models, where does the freemium stuff fit in? Because those are all ways to help defray the cost of access um, and content, right?
0: Yeah. Well, a- a- and just um, kind of buy-in or understanding from big players about the value of having uh, a good Wi-Fi signal, for instance, in subways, kills me. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. And people are putting mobile marketing up. You know, why can't the, the Wi-Fi in the London subway be sponsored by T-Mobile or some, like free Wi-Fi sponsored by T-Mobile with a bunch of ads that you have to watch and then you get through and you get your free Wi-Fi or something. That's right. You know, I would watch ads for Wi-Fi in the, in the subway systems.
3: Sure, because so. all, all you want to do is just check email or look at some site or maybe just read the news, and because you don't have coverage, you are bored.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or, even, yeah, or even like Boingo. It doesn't have to be a carrier. It could be someone like Boingo, just instead of like expanding beyond the airports to get into those places. And then if you had that, um, people would get used to having their Wi-Fi turned on because it would be useful instead of most of the time when you're just kind of out and about and it's hit or miss whether or not you can get a Wi-Fi signal and then you may not have access anyway but if you know i mean boingo could make a killing here if they just got set up in all the the subway stations and everyone just got used to paying 10 dollars a month to be able to access their email while they're sitting on the train i would i'd probably pay more than 10 bucks a month actually
3: or or somehow you know if if it ever came to fruition that people could share so meaning that Let's say Boingo was the one who was sponsoring or providing access in the subway, but then you were on Verizon, that somehow there'd be a way to share so that I could buy you know, an hour's worth of time or that my subscription could all be sort of packed into one place rather than having to pay subscriptions to 10 different vendors just because sure, sure. somebody else owns the network, you know?
0: Yeah, like being able to uh, go to other banks' ATMs. Exactly like that, right? You pay $2, fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get back to let's do iPad a little bit more so so do do you think that what do you think people are going to do are people going to start is everyone who has a good successful app going to go make an iPad app or do you know if there are I know there's um, there's softwares out there that'll help you take an iPhone app and, and make it switch it for Android very quickly. Um mm-hmm. and I haven't checked to see if they if they've built it uh, where you can do that to switch it for iPad. Did I say I said iPad to Android and then I don't know if we can do uh iPhone or iPhone to iPad. I got confused there.
3: Well, I, I think one one big thing that is a huge difference that's obvious is the is the real estate, right? I mean, the amount of screen size you have is going to make you want to rethink how you design an application. Um, And so a lot of, I think, game developers that I've talked to independently, uh, they've said, yeah, you know, now that I have all this screen real estate, I could make much more interesting games uh, rather than having just this constrained constrained thing. Um, The other one is is, uh, maybe um, reference materials. So, again... You know, you, Wikipedia would be great on an iPad. It's horrible on an iPhone. You know, just because you need that much screen real estate. Um, yeah. The other scary one is that okay, if you have a bigger screen on the iPad, does that mean that mobile advertising vis-a-vis uh, display advertising will actually make a comeback? Um, which you know, it could be good, I guess, if you're you know subsidizing the app or subsidizing a service, but. Uh, you know, marketeers may think, oh great, we have this really cool now engaging interface, but maybe I'm sure. just wanting to care about the apps and the services more than the advertising part.
0: <laughs> no, I think that'll totally happen. In one way or another. If they can figure out to how to get crazy massive yeah. pop, they will.
3: Yeah. So. Like you might see, you know, you might see how you do on websites the interstitial stuff, right? See this link, you know, see this ad or whatever blip and then and then, uh, and, and then go to you know the site after clicking on it.
0: Now, there there was one other interesting thing that got that was all over Twitter. I think last last night and the night before were uh, the or was the admission of opera to the App Store. So now the iPhone is allowing people to download other browsers. That's pretty important, I think.
3: So I I definitely agree. Um, When I looked at it under the covers, um, the reason why it got allowed into the App Store was because it's technically not a browser. What it actually is, it's an application that's going to render other websites. So it's not truly a real browser like the Safari one on on iPhone. It's sort of uh, doing a lot of it's a client that accesses a server that's doing all the rendering for these web pages you're trying to access
0: it's so a transcoding kind of
3: the, yeah, yeah yeah so it can do transcoding but, and, and
0: yeah. but historically the brand opera is a browser company and i think that that was that was probably just semantical concessions that opera had to make maybe not just semantics right. actually really pragmatic they had to make some concessions so that they didn't step on any toes but is that um Is that true across the board in all the app stores, do you think, or just in – no, it's got to be true, I guess, not just the U.S. But Opera is a much more important browser internationally than it is in the U.S., especially mobile browser.
3: True. Um, But I also think that, you know, think about things like BlackBerry, right, the other big platform out there where, I mean, IE doesn't have a, a, a RIM port or something like that, or Safari doesn't have a RIM browser, so, you know it could be interesting that if if this is the direction where that's how you can play, you might actually see um, Opera, Skyfire, and all these other companies that are in that space pick up some steam uh, because that might be the business model.
0: Yeah, could be. Well, we'll have to talk about this all more next week. I think we're gonna have to wrap this one up. Um, but I'm happy to have you on board as a new co-host, very excited. So, everyone, you've been listening to Mobile Slate, or well, you've been listening to Mobile Presence with Eric Chan from Mobile Slate, and me. I'm Cindy Crumb from Rank Mobile, and you're listening to Webmaster Radio FM. And you can listen to uh, Mobile Presence every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. But keep doing your mobile stuff. Enjoy.